Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at the end of this show. We're just two co-workers, co-friends, watching a movie and just asking at the end of it, So Did You Like It? I am Sir Square and joined by always as my with my co-host. I'm the needless remake that forgot the spirit of the original. Kaz. God, as I really evaluate Hollywood after that statement, um, <laughs> we, to continue the glorious holiday tradition that we've started just this month, the holidays with James Gunn, uh, we checked out Dawn of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder, but written by the glorious James Gunn. This is a remake of the original material, Dawn of the Dead, by George A. Romero. I heard or read somewhere that it's partially, only partially written by him, even though he gets sole credit. Because he left early in, instead of writing the whole thing to go uh, work on another project. Do you know what that was? What? Scooby-Doo! Are you serious? So, wait, like, he <laughs> so, only gets partial... So, wait, so he gets credit for this, but only partial credit because then he left to go work on Scooby-Doo? Well, he's the only one credited as the writer, but apparently, supposedly, he didn't write the whole thing. He, wrote, he started writing it, and then he left a project to work on Scooby-Doo. So let's talk about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> All right. Frank Welker, you motherfucker. Kind of a James Gunn movie. <laughs> also, what does it mean to be co-friends? Does that mean we both like are putting in like half the effort, you know, half the work? I feel like that's really what it is. That's fair. I mean, like, I think that's the most beautiful way to, to, to put this, this adventure in, in this relationship, you know? That's fair. For the James Gunn Christmas present I got you, it says from cause to co-worker. <laughs> <laughs> so, an effort was don't worry made. don't worry for uh for me it was um uh from square into the entity i talked about with movies <laughs> other guy other guy all right <laughs> well, your name's not chet talking about zombies and shit i don't strike <laughs> myself as a chet when Chet's does a, a Chet ever Ch- strike themselves as a Chet's Chet? Chet's a real winner name, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, to all okay. all you Chets out there, you're fucking slaying it, man. <laughs> fucking crushing it. Fucking winners with no, the name Chet. No notes. Only good vibes for Chets <laughs> out there. I regret. You know what? No, I like this energy from you. You're usually tearing people down with certain names. The fact that you're lifting them up is just so fucking wholesome tonight, and I love it. I think the fact that you read that as me lifting them up is great, though, so let's just keep that. (laughs) There will be zero self-improvement for Chets, and the the demographic that probably needs it the most. So... (laughs) So, (laughs) just like we kind of went hard for this opening, I just want to say the opening (laughs) scene for this movie is, it had me hooked pretty fucking well. Like, okay, okay. I do need to talk about one thing that's just like, we should probably get this out of the way. Hey, Zach. Hey, Zach, buddy. What's what's with you in the the greenish um, film tint? Got some things we got to talk about? Right, doesn't just have normal coloring. Does have a little weird of a color. I think a lot of zombie movies do that, though. I say that. Plus, also, and then I can't think of this movie came out in two thousand four. I feel like the amount of film grain that was in it was a style choice more than like what was used to film the movie. 
Because film grain, like, film grain was, like, originally, of course, in, like, original films because it was something you had to live with. And now it's only used as, like, style options to kind of, like, bring some sort of artistic feel to your film. Like, a popular movie recently that used film grain to a great extent was, like, Mandy by Panos Cosmatos. I don't know if this film needed so much film grain. It was already a pretty gritty film to begin with. I don't think the grain really made it even more gritty. As we moved from, like, the crisp picture of, like, film, actual film to digital, there was a bit of a, a bit of a sloppy teenage period where everything was just like, oh, man, there's just, like, things are, like, fuzzy or a little bit messy while we're trying to figure out digital, huh? It could be partially that. I don't know. <laughs> that could be true. That could be true. <laughs> it was just something that definitely stood out to be, like, from the get-go from when the movie started and also, and, like, again, also, like, the, uh, the tint that was kind of used for like most of the film as well as the beginning. I will say the beginning is a little bit more colorful than the rest of the movie. Yeah. I think this movie, I'm going to bring this up a couple times, but this movie, you know, going back to the intro, this movie has a bit of an identity crisis, I think Mm -hmm. where it has like, kind of like the gritty kind of like realism in heavy air quotes. uh, But like, kind of like the dark dour, spectacle that like you associate with Zack Snyder but then also kind of like the wacky goofy like non-realistic and more like edgy spectacle of James Gunn yeah like so, like oh my gosh like with the <laughs> with the little girl at the beginning yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah t- it took me a minute but I was like wait girl. what is he talking about for the beginning like cause yeah like it happens at the beginning with like the little girl comes into the room and she's a zombie and she's walking very quietly and then they do the show up of her face and it's fucking gnarly and shit. Uh, after she bites the husband, the lady pushes the little girl, uh, throws her into the hallway and onto the floor and shit. And she gets up like a fucking superhero. <laughs> she just does this like, you're like, oh, do these zombies run? And not only do they run, this little girl just like leaps up from like a crouching like low position to like standing straight up and starts booking it yeah i feel like the reaction went just like how that part of the movie went was just me going like hey so are these like the running type of zombies she does the spider leap i'm like oh hell no <laughs> get that shit away from me no we ain't playing that game uh-uh and we also go so she lo- closes the door the little girl's just out there pounding on the door trying to get out and then um she's like you know her husband's like dying like there on the bed and eventually she's like trying to call someone and he reanimates and's coming after her. it's a pretty intense scene leading to her like pushing him away like stumbling into the bathroom so hard she's able to like just in all one quick motion fall through the door turn around and kind of like slam it closed as she her momentum carries her and she falls backwards through the fucking shower knocking down the curtain it's a pretty epic like just one shot shot from above kind of thing yeah i really did like that sequence and i actually liked why i think the beginning is just a little bit more brighter is because that was the only time blood really stood out in the film Hmm. just that one moment where it was just like stark clean bathroom and then out of nowhere there's just like chaotic movement of her like stumbling into the bathtub with her hands like flailing everywhere with like the blood of her husband on them just like slamming yeah. into things and just staining everything and when she's like breathing for a second calming down i'm looking around just like oh shit that's pretty like that stands out i'm over here kind of impressed just like all right 
got my attention now. That's scary as hell. Yeah, it's pretty tense. As sh- yeah, it's tense as shit. As she's staring at her bloodstained door, not sure like what's gonna happen. And then once again, we kind of get into a little bit of goofiness as she like gets close to the door to see if like if he's calmed down or whatever. And this <laughs> motherfucker decides to fucking head bash his way through the door. <laughs> hey, it's a very goofy. Know- Here's Johnny scene. It's a situation where you say, you know what, when you can't solve a problem, use your head. Yeah, because some of the zombies they show, and this is kind of an echo of the original, some of the zombies seem to show a little bit of their personality or life back when they were alive. So was Mm -hmm. this the kind of guy who just drove his fucking head through walls whenever he was pissed (laughs) or something? Oh, yeah, no, when he's a... Whenever like his like local sports team loses, the bar always has to like kick him out before he just starts wrecking tables and walls. So <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. You see, the zombie boyfriend or husband used his head to solve a problem. The nurse main character who uh her name is Anna. Uh no, her name is Han. <laughs> Wait, no, Anna, yeah. Her name is Anna. She uh she mm, None of these people need names. She is a a hard-working nurse, and it shows that in the beginning of the movie. You forget totally about it within five minutes because, you know, apocalypse stuff starts happening, but she's an overworked nurse and is a smart person. But I guess in times of stress, we all lose our heads a little bit. As she tries to open a window, and it's locked, and she totally forgets that it has a latch to unlock it. Yeah, I was jokingly saying during the movie, I said, oh, silly, you need to unlock the the window so you can open it. Thinking, you know, just, oh, it's probably just jammed or stuck or something like that. But no, that ends up being the solution. I thought you were, I thought you were on point with it, like, because what I saw was immediately when she started reaching for the lock, I was just like, there's a reason why the lock for this window is in the frame. There has to be a reason for that. Usually, like, when you're doing, like, in films, like, if something's unlocked, you don't really always, unless they point to that and, like, it's for some sort of storytelling or a little bit of a joke or comedic timing, like, you never really see the lock too much. And this was just one of those moments where I was just like, this motherfucking window's locked and she's just not going to realize it, is she? Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, she gets out. Now, we're, I'm not going to go by, like, play-by-play play on the rest of the movie. I just wanted to do it for this intro because it's got a lot going on so quickly. <laughs> yeah, she, dude. And she comes out of the window, and she goes to her car. I guess she had her key. Oh, yeah, because she grabs the keys before she walks into, runs into the shower. So, yeah, like I said, it's got a lot going on, like, very fast. But, yeah, she grabs her keys before she jumps in the shower. I guess fully anticipating to get out through the window. To begin with. And so she unlocks her car. She's about to go. And then she sees, like, shit going down around the neighborhood. People are running away from each other. Cars, like, you know, driving, like, full speed. She sees a neighbor out there with a gun chasing people away. And as she's standing in the, like, cradled between the car door and, you know, the interior of the car, she's looking at her neighbor asking what's going on. And he's just like, get back. Get back, Anna. Get back. And she's, like, backed up into the door. And he's still like... She's like, what's happening? Just talk to me. He's like, get back. He's like, where do you expect her to go, man? <laughs> Just stay away. <laughs> she literally can't move from there. She's, she's pulled over. She can't pull over anymore. <laughs> uh. That woman like slams herself into her car. It's like, please open up. But it's kind of just like, 
no, I don't want to give any money or change today. I'm just going to keep moving. Sorry. <laughs> just that kind of slow drive away, like, reaction. As... This is one of those reactions where you're just slowly rolling the windows up, like, sorry. That's no, I don't, I don't have any Same change. Energy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and we have another weird, like, I, I don't know if, I think this is more unintentionally hilarious, but maybe, once again, I can't tell. Where she gets in the car, she's driving away, and her zombie husband comes out of the car, and he's, like, trying to bash in the windshield. So she starts driving off, and this zombie, at full tilt, is just sprinting at her, and I guess eventually gets distracted by a lady who, I guess, didn't get the memo or get, get any, like, any context clues with looking around her. Is out there just watering her lawn, <laughs> and he just books it at her, and you just hear, like, this canned scream of, like, ah! <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Just like a woman's it's, like, ah, it's another bl- glorious day in the neighborhood. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just, I was like, once again, this movie is just totally so weird. And as like we're panning um, out as she's driving towards the city, the beautiful suburban neighborhood that showed an amazing backdrop of the city, just up in flames, alarms everywhere, people destroyed, running in the streets. I also wanted to say that, like, this happened in Rikin County, which was just like, huh, almost like Raccoon City. My God. (laughs) It's all just a Resident Evil movie, isn't it? Pretty much. All zombies are just Resident Evil. They're all Resident Evils. Like, every vampire is just a Dracula. It's just Um, Leon's all the way down. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We have so many Leon's in this. Uh, And then before she crashes and then wakes up to start the actual movie, because um, this is still the intro, uh, at one point, uh, you see, like, as the camera's panning out, like, a car is driving in a semi-truck barreling down the, like, uh, other road, just T-bones the car into a gas station, big old explosive <laughs> plume. So fucking extra. And then, yeah, a guy tries to get into her car. She freaks out, drives off, and runs into a ditch. Oh, my gosh. That's right. I totally forgot about the big boom. (laughs) It's got so many things happening, and they're so over the top. I just want to be in the writer's room when someone was like, they were doing the storyboard and everything, and they were like, big boom. Yeah, what else can we put in this intro? (laughs) Okay, like we said, we're not going to do play-by-play, go through every scene. But I have to say, after the beginning of this movie, and we start introducing characters, like we have Anna, and then we get quickly uh, Vincent... or No, Kenneth. His name is Kenneth. Uh-huh. Kenneth Hall, uh, who is a police sergeant. Electronic salesman Michael Shaughnessy. Petty criminal Andre and his pregnant wife Luda. Which, by the way, it's pretty weird that, like, there's Anna Clark, Kenneth Hall, Michael Shaughnessy, and then there's just, you know, Andre and Luda. Like, no no last names, nothing. <laughs> like, they don't get, all right, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, I, I wonder which of these is it. a side character. <laughs> <laughs> but once these characters are introduced, like, I kept making the joke a lot in the movie. I know it's probably tired, but, like, it felt like a video game. This movie actually kind of felt like a video game for a little bit. Yeah. Like, the way it moved, like, how the characters moved, how they interacted, like, the kills, everything. Like, if you would have told me that this was based off a game, I would have fully believed you and also told you. 
It's a pretty legit fucking video game movie. Yeah, it's got levels and stages. <laughs> Which, the first level is, of course, the mall. Get to the mall. Which, I have to ask you, like, right now, zombie apocalypse happens. Do you go to the mall first? I think zombie apocalypse happened, I'm already dead. <laughs> well, like, assume you, like, you at least get to go to one place before you die. Like, what would be, like, your top, like, I think I'd be safe there? I mean, I probably would have just tried to hunker down at or my house, but there's a school nearby where I'm at, and I'm pretty sure they have a bomb shelter. <laughs> I mean, that could work. That could work. Yeah. Solid options. I'm going to have to say Costco. I'd never run out of toilet paper, and that's what's fucking important. Yeah, that's probably a smarter idea. Yeah, exactly. Fucking personal hygiene. But, okay. like, if you think about it, if we find, like, a good time to get out, that school has already restroom facilities in it, it's got a, mm-hmm. it's got a, a cafeteria. Yeah, be, I'm saying with the, I, I mean, that works. is good. That is a good option. It, it would work. And, like you said, library, you could do some reading, you know, learn. It's true, but <laughs> it's like, I think, like, a middle school. I don't think the book's there any good. You could at least get yourself some Percy Jackson going. Uh, I know if I'm, uh, like, you ever want to go back and look at Twilight? Boom, they got it. All right, guys. It's time to read The Hungry the hungry Little Caterpillar. <laughs> oh, don't even tempt me, bro. <laughs> so probably I that. For that. Probably that. I also live near a mall, but I don't... Uh, listen, there's enough people who already get shot or injured over there. I don't need to go there during a zombie fuck. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> okay, people are already getting lit up while it's while while they're living. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe we just have to subvert everybody. Where would I go? I'd go to my job. Wouldn't see that coming. I'd want to spend time there. <laughs> no one of work? would think to look for me there. <laughs> no one would ever think to look for me there. I thought you were going to be like, you know what? Let's really, let's really change things up. I'm going to hide it in Arby's. <laughs> Who has the meats? Not Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there are so many jokes you go with that being eaten alive at an Arby's. <laughs> Not sponsored, at least by the it. way. Yet. <laughs> I would I would go out I would go out like every champ just one liners trying to make them laugh as they eat me alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be crazy if this is the one that finally gets a sponsorship uh, offer from Arby's. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, uh, yeah, we meet all of our archetypes. Um, because they're right, not explain the archetypes because they're not characters. <laughs> That's true. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean. Cop. Yes. There's criminal. There's main main character girl. There's criminal man who you just say criminal man because he never explains what he did. Just that he did a lot of fucked up shit in his past. It's even explained as petty criminal Andre. Yeah. And then total normal guy that turns into like hero like character. Generic milk toast protagonist man. <laughs> they are so milk toast and so sleepwalking through this fucking movie that like they have a couple conversations and like yeah, she just lost her husband and he talks about how oh yeah, like the hardest job where Jabo's worst it was being a husband. Jabo's best it was being a father. And you know, there's like a weird little like there's a like a look like oh man, that's that's deep man. Fucking shit. And then by the time like I think like 
I don't know, two thirds of the way through the movie when they kind of ha- share like a moment where it's supposed to, I guess, imply that they have some kind of romantic uh, spark or something going on there, some kind of romantic relationship. I literally was watching the movie and was like, wait, are they do Like, what uh, before hinted that there was a possible relationship going on? These people have been so bland and have had no chemistry this oh, whole you're time. Are talking about Anna and Michael? Uh, the main protagonist woman and main protagonist man. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, milk toast special. Yes, yeah. I honestly I like, they have no chemistry in this movie whatsoever. Even he's he's like ready to set. He's like, I got bit. You guys are gonna have to go without me. Guys, I just sit here enjoy the sunshine. She's like, No, you have to come with us. I'm like, You don't care. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm reading the description of the film. Kenneth and Andy start a friendship. Blah, blah, blah. Romance buds between Anna and Michael. You just lost your husband, like, not even a day ago. Like, what are you talking... This movie does not happen within, like, months at a time where you get to know person. Does it? Actually. Okay. Actually. (laughs) I do have a frame of reference that basically says this movie takes place over the course of almost exactly a month. It's still just... like you You literally woke up in the arms of your husband... With a little girl in front of the bed that attacked your husband, bit out his jugular. Then that said husband died in front of you, reanimated, and tried to kill you. But no, Milk Toast is here to stay now. This is what we need. I mean, he was, he was the kind of guy to, like, headbutt his way through a door. <laughs> we don't know how good this relationship was. She, no, he, you cannot she comes say from that. Work, comes she, home they from were work. happy together, apparently. She comes home from work exhausted, having to work past her shift. Everyone's like, weren't you supposed to leave a long time ago? She's like, yep. And she comes home from work, and this man is laying in bed and has yet to take off his shoes. She takes off his shoes for him before they can go to bed. Hey, you know, he pays for that with good old-fashioned shower sex. Oh, that was such a cute <laughs> response. Oh, he puts in his work. He, 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 he you know, lays pipe, I guess. Look out of here with he that. I did not expect that euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> he gives her the wangus. What do you want from me? But, but Okay, okay. Um, enough of the wangus. Like, it's been only a month and romance is already budding yes. between these two. I, I do agree. It is, and once again, the romance doesn't feel like romance. It feels like, oh yeah, we're written to say that. I guess, oh no, I. You care could have just said you. like a budding, like <laughs> deep friendship of people going through a very hard time, and I would have just been like, oh, okay, I get that. You know, it's hard to say goodbye to like a cl- like a friend that you feel like you're getting closer to, but like this, just like I loved you. What? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that. That doesn't sell in Hollywood. Who's like, oh, yes, and then a budding deep <laughs> Oh, yeah, because, you know, a man and a woman can never be just friends. <laughs> I need that version of the movie, Love Actually, where it's just friends, actually. If it was just friends, like, <laughs> It's like, hey, yeah, you know what? We're a good group of people. None man. of those people are a good group of awesome. people. <laughs> never oh, we were that. watching that next year. That's going to be an experience. <laughs> I want friends. Actually, <laughs> friends actually is going to be our passion uh, project one day. <laughs> and then, and then we have uh, I don't know, dumb teen. I don't know if she's a teen. She acts like well. No, she like, doesn't show up. 
Yeah, because thing. after they get to the mall guard, they run oh. to the guards. I was CJ Barton Terry. I was just talking about archetypes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, but like, yeah. Uh, speaking of CJ, though, I just don't want to skip uh, CJ because. What do we? How do we? How do we? What do we? How do we? What do we? How do we feel about CJ? <laughs> so you know, you ever played Grand Theft Auto Five? Yes. You know the like. Really fucked up character in Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't. I don't. Okay, yeah. CJ is the type of character that's teetering on the edge of being a decent person or turning into that guy. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I agree with that read on it. But I do feel. I like, feel like CJ. Like it, I don't. He had a change of heart, and I'm very happy for him. But at the beginning of the movie, the way he was just like. You know what? Maybe I am being a little bit harsh. You know, you're, in a, like, you're in a hard situation. You, he you was don't know never sadistic, but he was a dickhead, and he was uh, crude and shitty. Uh, I feel like he was written by two different people. Like, the last half has him... He's a completely different character. He's not the same person. It's bizarre. Is this, like... Is this like pro? Like, hey, you know, if you put someone in jail, that'll reform them because that's what happens to him. He's a dickhead. They eventually get one over on him, throw him in like the little prison area for the little like jail cell for the mall. And then mm-hmm. when they take him out, he's still a dick. But then he has a, just a snap and he's like, you mean you want you guys want to do this stupid fucking plan that's going to get us all killed? You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> and I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the team. It's bizarre. Like, after well, that moment, he goes from, like, I'm paranoid. I'm going to do everything I can to survive. No, fuck it. You know, you guys' lives don't matter. My lives don't matter. I'll shoot every one of you. To, like, he's the guy pulling the guy who broke his leg and handing him the gun so that they could try to survive. Putting himself at that much risk. He's the one who's, like, staying behind to, like, try to, like, kill the zombies. And, like, uh, you know, so that way people can kind of, like, you know, get make their way through places. And then he's the guy who sacrifices himself at the very end to, like, destroy a bunch of zombies because he's, he's fucked anyways. And so he's, like, does the heroic sacrificing, which was a way more tragic death than Milk Toast Man, who's like, I'm just going to enjoy this it. <laughs> <laughs> CJ had a much more epic death moments before that this guy's death, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay. Okay, let me let me reevaluate CJ. Let me <clears throat> sorry, let me let me bring in professional mode here. CJ is a character that I feel like the way he reacted actually kind of does make sense when you think about it. Like he seemed to be the head security guard for this mall. And so when they, when shit just start hitting the fan, I don't doubt that he was kind of looked to as like in like charge. And that type of stress mm-hmm. gets to you when you have no idea what's going on. And, like, they were just watching TV up there and just getting horrible news every day to where, like, CJ didn't know what to do. He had no idea. He's not, like, CJ isn't, it seems like, a critical thinker, but, like, a mover. Can make things happen once you just give him something to do. Uh, But he was in just, like, a really bad emotional state. And it wasn't until, like, it was a moment of, like, that pressure was taken off of him. And while he was, like, forced to, like, help them out when, like, his character started to turn, he started to actually appreciate working in a group because he didn't have the stress of being the critical thinker, which is a role he's not prepared for. 
and was just that person that was just, I'm going to help. I'm going to do this. Like, you tell me what to do. I'm going to get this shit done. Yeah, I don't know. You, you ever see... Because that's why, that's why I feel like Michael is able to just, like, smooth talk him so easily with just, like... So you probably were already thinking, like, we can just write signs on the roof. And he's just like... He immediately took that, like, and latched onto it because, yeah, it like, kinda seemed like he, smart idea, and he never would have yeah, thought it. Yeah, it kind of seemed like he didn't ever think to do that. He didn't. He's not a critical thinker. Uh, he's just, like... He's, like, brute force muscle, kind of, like... Uh, kind of like Andre, you know. I was gonna say, you ever watch uh, Walking Dead? Yes, I watched a little. Okay, it basically has the character arc of Norman Reedus. I think his name was like Daryl or something. He has the he has yeah, a complete character arc yeah. of Norman Reedus for like two or three seasons, but in the span of like forty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Wait, you know how this even works even better too? Mm. Because Norman Reedus' Daryl really has his character heart arc after Michael Rooker dies, like his brother Merle, right? Yeah. CJ really starts having his character arc after he watches his friend Bart get eaten alive in the parking garage. Perfect. <laughs> you just nailed it right on the head, guys. Oh my god, so beautiful. This round of applause for you. That's great. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah he has a whole character arc in the span of like, like I said, a 40 minute like thing. Uh- in the movie, it, I love how bonkers. at the end of it, I'm like over here, like um, like not really to tears, but just like, God damn it, CJ, you just make me love you. <laughs> but because you're right, he has like with his redemption arc, his his sacrifice at the end was so much more impactful. Like we're all just like, is this really happening? Is this guy the one that's about to? Ooh, it's just like yeah. explosion to uh, on a bus that's uh, a smaller version of big explosion and gas. You know, station. Yeah, yeah. He goes down like a badass, and the other guy just kind of stands there on a dock, like the end of fucking Jurassic World, the second one, where the fucking brontosaurus is just on a flaming island. <laughs> the guy's just there as they're leaving on the boat, and the zombies are coming by. God damn, he's, 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 he's just he's just sad dinosaur energy. <laughs> he really is sad dinosaur <laughs> energy. But he but he can't emote, so you know whatever. I, don't um, I really don't. <laughs> but CJ's not our favorite character, I think, in the movie. No, our, he's not. Who would you say our favorite character in the movie is? He's he's a special guy. He's tall, a little pale, long-haired, and just, like, really, really brings the emotional pull this movie needs. Talking about Andy, the gun store owner that really only has two lines of dialogue, but God Damn it, is he one of the best parts of this movie? He has way more personality than any of he the characters. He has more personality with a fucking whiteboard than he, yeah. than any character that has dialogue in this movie. Yeah, like, he's just the guy they see over. He's sitting on the gun store. It's called Andy's Gun Store, so I'm assuming it's his. It's his gun and, store. Which, by and, the yeah. way, also, smart idea. Smart idea. Yeah, also a pretty good idea, because, yeah, you know that place has got shutters as well as ammo. Um, exactly. problem, he, problem he runs into is no food. Eventually, he's hungry. You're telling me gun he, stores don't keep, you know, an assortment of chips, M&Ms, Pringles, Monster Energy drinks for the consumers of their store? These are all things you could use for gun, for, for bullet practice. I'm just saying. Target practice. That's the word. That's what, and, that's what Andy got wrong. He shot all his food for target practice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Andy... 
can of monster. There we go. Andy was a character that I feel like was started out as like a joke character, but then they just kept writing more and more jokes for him until they realized, oh wait, we wrote a better character than most of this movie. Do you want to hear something crazy? Real craze balls. Please tell me craze ball stuff. So when the DVD for the movie came out, they had an extra feature called the Lost Tapes. Mm-hmm. And you get a month's worth. This is how I know the movie spans a month. You get a month's worth of like vlogging from Andy's perspective. He has a camera and it basically the whole thing is his whole adventure for those 30 days. And you get more personality out of Andy what as well. You get to hear him talk more. He has to do things. Like, the, it's really weird and tragic. I don't know why with the zombie movies, I always have these weird, like, hey, there was an extra thing here. Uh, but, um, but I love when you were telling me a little bit about this at work. I, you were just like, yeah, we find some more fan footage of our favorite character. My first thing was like, Steve is our favorite character? The douchebag that just liked to film himself having sex with people? Oh, yeah, just the guy on the boat. Just having a laugh. Um, no, Andy... So, like, the, the it's intercut, so it's like it's a weird thing, because it's like a digital camera, so there's no reason why it should be like this, but apparently the the, the digital camera has, uh, it has his whole adventure as he turns on the camera and he talks to the camera and all this stuff, but in between it, splice in between it, you get, like, these shots of, like, home movies, I guess, where it seems like his relationship with his wife is not good, they don't seem to love each other, <laughs> it's not very good, but he has a daughter... Oh, what the fuck? He has, like, a daughter, and so she, you just occasionally see, like, a girl playing in the park, whatever, and then it goes to, like, him. He's holding up at the gun store. He's like, yeah, we're, shit's weird out there, but, like, yeah, you know, I, I got enough supplies here. Things are pretty good. And occasionally, he refers to someone off screen. He's like, hey, yeah, you're going to be all right, baby. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. And But you never hear a response. I'm like, oh, no. Does he have, like, his zombie daughter, like just shacked up somewhere in oh, there and so that's what you. i'm thinking the whole time and every once in a while we're like interspliced with this and then you know you'll hear him like talk like eventually you'll get like i think like day seven or something like that he's just like hey yeah some people showed up in the mall man that's crazy you know <laughs> like they seem like some cool guys been you know talking to each other on the whiteboard he even talks about the game they play where he's like yeah man i shot bird reynolds that was fucked up but like <laughs> I shot this other guy that looked like my old coach. And you know what? There was this one lady, and it, it's a little it's a little weird. And you're like, all right, it's, it's a bit sadistic Andy, where I think they imply that he wanted to shoot this one zombie that maybe looked like or reminded him of, of his wife or ex-wife or something. Um, so I was like, ooh. <laughs> but, oh, I thought he was going to point out Rosie O'Donnell, and I was going to be like, oh, shit, just like the character. He's losing his mind. Oh, he, I mean, he mentions all of the ones they talked about. He's like, yeah, shot Jay Leno, shot... <laughs> Shot Burt Reynolds, all this stuff, you know, and so he seems like a pretty cool dude. But yeah, towards the end of it, he's like talking about how he's running out of food. He's getting real exhausted. Uh, the disheartening part where like they give him the message that like, you know, whatever that hope haven, whatever place was taken out and there's no one coming to help them. How demoralizing that was for him, which we'll have to come back to that because it was pretty big gut punch cop man uh, but yeah and so yeah it, it, it leads all the way to his death where eventually you know he talks about like how oh, yeah he was trying to get the sand or oh when he starts getting hungry and he's just like you know like i'm running out of options here and there and so you find out the person he's referring to off camera was a fish that eventually he decides to just eat because he's getting desperate it was just some kind of fish and later at the end of the thing like the found footage after he's died because we go through like how this they sent in the dog but some zombies came in 
And then eventually he turns into a zombie on camera and knocks over the camera kind of thing. But then, like, yeah, it cuts to, like, the last part of the found footage where his daughter brings him uh, a fish that she found. And she's like, look, it's just like Ariel, the little mermaid. And you find out he wasn't referring to his daughter. He was referring to the fish because that was the last thing that he last thing he ever got from his daughter. And he hasn't been in contact with her ever since this whole zombie thing. Actually, I think they implied that his daughter died because when he was talking about, when he was contemplating eating her, he said, hey, or eating the the fish, he was like, at least you won't be lonely up there anymore, huh? You won't be lonely. (laughs) And it's really sad. What the fuck? So yeah, Andy gets way more personality than any character. It's fucked up, man. That's, that, I, what? (laughs) So yeah, they shot Jay Leno and Burt Reynolds. (laughs) Andy... Yeah, it's tragic. So, yeah, and once again, like, Andy has the most depth, and well, he seems like kind of a rad dude. It seems like his life's a little fucked up, but, like, it's a zombie apocalypse. Everyone's losing their minds, man. It's true. That's true. Hey, Oh, and I think there was also, like, a special thanks for Max Brooks in there, and it's funny because he wrote the Zombie Survival Guide, and one of the things that he mentions on there that's also in the Zombie Survival Guide book is like Andy's talking about how like he's actually going literally insane because morning, noon, and night, the zombie, mo- even though they can't get in there and he knows he's safe, the zombie moaning is just driving him insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just thought that was a fun little that's, reference to, I think, the zombie survival guide. That's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. I First off, this was insane news. Andy's got a lot of personality. <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to watch this because I feel like I'll be emotionally broken by the end of it. But just to like, just to liven it up, I just found out that Anna Clark, her husband's name was Lewis Clark. What the fuck type of name is that? Feels like the kind that would go out and kind of try to make discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say like the one that's gonna go explore the French, uh, <laughs> the Louisiana territories. <laughs> yeah, something like that. People who are cultured, go ahead and call us out. I, we deserve it. <laughs> no, we don't. Maybe we. Do. I don't know. It's. Uh, do we want to talk about? Uh, oh, we were since we're going through characters. Like, we should probably go through the other ones. Uh, you're talking about what is her name? Nicole. Oh, that was like the kid. That's the one that has the dog. Oh yeah, on. dumb teen kid. Yeah, the one that like shows up in the in the truck the next like a couple days later. Yeah, and so in the truck we have. So at this point, we have introduced Anna Kenneth. Michael, Andre, Luda, CJ, Barton, Terry, and then the rest that join up are, uh, we saw so Nicole, his dad, Frank, uh, Glenn, who is a church organist. I know. Backstory on Glenn. What the fuck? Uh, Tucker. I don't remember Tucker. Steve, which is an asshole. And then Norma, who I'm gonna I'm gonna say Norma's gonna have one of the craziest moments later. <laughs> Once again, the identity crisis, man. <laughs> Once again, that identity crisis strikes so hard. But you're right. Like Nicole is that kind of like always questioning, little bit selfish kid character, but like kind of deserves it because she shows up, then her dad immediately dies, and then like everything is kind of taken from her. So. She just gets really attached to this dog named Chips. Yeah, Chips. Good, good boy. Chips is a good boy. Uh, Glenn? Totally forgettable. Monica? You're just making names up now. (laughs) I'm not. Okay, okay. Glenn? Chainsaw. Monica? Killed by Chainsaw. Does that make it easier? 
Yes. You know what's funny about that scene? (laughs) What? Glenn is so forgettable that the moment we get to that scene where they're trying to drive away and the truck's running around and Uh he he cuts the lady, I guess Monica, like in half with a chainsaw. I was totally like, who the fuck was that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where did he come from? Did we just add a guy out of nowhere just so we could chainsaw this lady? What the fuck? (laughs) Glenn was that character that kind of showed up. You see him for a little bit, and then you forget his existence for the entirety of this movie. Until he, you know, accidentally kills one of the members of the team with a chainsaw. You know how easy it is to not pull the switch on a chainsaw and cut someone? Like, yeah, movies always make it seem like so hard. Like, once that thing is revving, pretty much anything it touches. It's like a lightsaber, man. <laughs> Through anyone, like butter. I'm like, you know you have to pull the fucking thing on it to make it... The chain was spin, right? I love how they pointed it out too when they're like building the uh, the the buses that they're going to be leaving on, and like Michael shows like the chainsaw thing he's come up with. It's just like, oh, look at that, Chekhov's chainsaw. I wonder how that's going to be used. It was not used how I thought it was going to be. That was not the intended purpose. And boy, howdy, did I not see that coming? That is- just seeing like that little trip, and then like this old guy. Church organist just slashing through this young woman who's just <laughs> screaming. I'm over here just like, ah, but the zombies are outside. I mean, what did that lady do in this whole movie? Like, she just disappeared like everyone else. I think at one point she has a sex scene with that guy from Modern Family. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I don't know. She shows up here once in a while, but she's in the background. And she doesn't ever do anything. Whenever the group needs to do anything, she's just never there. She's described as Monica, a conspicuously sexy woman. <laughs> like, I'm legit on Wikipedia right now. Sexiness is so conspicuous guess, like, right that's now. That's the only line for Monica. And I'm like, oh, okay. Where are you finding these synopsises? <laughs> it's on Wikipedia, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, then. <laughs> you know what? She was conspicuously sexy, I guess. <laughs> That is the weirdest description Oddly, I've ever heard. Anyway. The, 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 the sources they cite on, on Wikipedia is uh, from James Bertinelli's uh, real views on Dawn of the Dead from April 30th, 2021, but apparently they describe them as a conspicuously sexy woman. All right, then. Go on. Hey, man. man. Look, sometimes there are people out there that can put things better than we can. We probably just would have explained her as, you know... That one character you just forget because she has no purpose in this film. Does that imply that there's such things inconspicuously sexy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there. That is exactly what that implies. <laughs> I don't know why the chainsaw thing was that at that height because he was like, "Yeah, you just chainsaw them when they start getting close to the bus." And then, like, all, when we showed it in practice, all it did was cut off the legs. But we've seen that these zombies can fucking monkey bars their way up to you. They don't need legs to where they're going, man. <laughs> yeah, they they don't need any of that moment. That moment uh, in the parking garage when he's just like swinging his way towards them. He's just going full Donkey Kong style. And man, did he make it work? Like at first, you just see like, oh shit, there's a, there's something behind him. Oh fuck, it's kind of creepy because like you see the zombie quickly approaching. But then like as you think about it, you're like, he had no legs. Does that mean the zombies can just? They're just as competent in movement. Like, unless question, once again, my, wait, wait. My question is, he has no legs. How did he get up there? 
He climbed the wall. I don't know. Maybe climbed a. I don't know if I. I, I. <laughs> see, because like maybe <laughs> I'm thinking like, did he climb up a car? But then there's the implication like he still, unless the car was tall enough with his arms, he could just grab on. This jump, this zombie right. had to make some sort of leaping, like movement without any sort of legs, just torso or propelling itself upwards to le- grab onto some monkey bars. All right, here it is. Okay, here it is. So, like I, like we've said before, we've established from the movie that they carry a little bit from when they were alive. This zombie mm-hmm. in life was a Cirque du Soleil performer. Oh fuck you! <laughs> and they they just so happened to be in Rikin County. Like that's that's just what happened. That Cirque du Soleil was on tour, and they found themselves in this like random city in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, this is exactly what I'm saying. By Lake Michigan. What I'm saying. Fuck you. <laughs> that is not how this works. Hey, if we're in Wisconsin, are there any islands in Lake Michigan? Because their whole thing is to escape to an island. They're like, yeah, let's go to the boat. Let's go to the marina. And then we'll uh, head out to one of the many islands. Those probably don't have anybody there, I right? I think, yeah. Lake Michigan does have islands to it. Oh, okay. There's a few know. islands. They have a uh, Beaver Island, the <laughs> Fox Islands. <laughs> well, right. never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. I wonder which <laughs> island they ended up on now. <laughs> that's exactly. They went to Beaver Any, Island because that's where Steve would. That, that's where he'd send himself. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> anyone from Michigan, call you know, write your letter in and let us know. Uh, what island that looks like? <laughs> um, you want to talk about like badass uh, old lady and zombie babies? You mean you want to talk about identity crisis again? We want to talk about identity crisis. Yes. Oh boy. Okay. I think you know exactly how this is going to go. So why don't you go ahead and explain the scene that's about to happen, and I'll give yeah. my little spiel. Very tragic scene because you know, like it's one of those things where it's just like it, it's kind of good because it sets it up as you get the dread because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you saw she was scratched, and you he even asked about it when when uh, criminal man. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know anyone's <laughs> name. Yeah, you when never he, crim- do. Cr- criminal man asks, um, like you know, or when he finds out that like, oh yeah, a bite can transfer the 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 um, disease or whatever virus. Um, that's when he gets really worried. He goes, checks on his girl, and like over time, you kind of see her just getting worse until eventually we get to the scene where, and she's pregnant. She's been pregnant. She's pregnant. The baby is due, and he has a heart to heart, being like, hey, man, like if I could just, you know, give this baby a good life, I could have turned my whole life around, you know. That means I'll done something good with my life. And you're like, oh, buddy. You know that's not. Anyways, so yeah, we find that she's tied up to the bed, uh, to a bed, because I guess they both came to terms with what was going to happen and so eventually she dies comes back as a zombie no she yeah. dies before she comes back as a zombie uh her no, no, belly she, she, yeah like she her, does her, die first yeah her belly starts like moving still and you're like oh oh this doesn't feel good <laughs> it's bad it feel it's, bad and it's, it's yeah, bad she comes back I think the ladies go to go check up Norma or is it just, oh, it's, ju- it's just her, right. Yeah, they only yeah. come by when they hear a sound. Uh, so first off, we have up. to explain that. She dies, 
reanimates, and then he delivers the baby. Yeah. Well, they didn't show it the whole time. When she shows up, he's just like holding like a blanket. Oh no, looks- they showed it. Well, I mean, not not so they they showed it in one shocking reveal. They never showed. No, they show him like. Oh right. He has he has like tied her down to like the position yeah. that would be needed, like. And has positioned himself where uh, a doctor would be ready to give birth to this baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's, like, holding a blanket. And, like, mm-hmm. it looks too small to fit a zombie baby. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Norma shows up. And she sees the fucked up shit that's happening there. Shoots Luda to put her out of her misery. And then I think she's, like... Well, she pulls a gun. Yeah. And that's when Andre pulls a gun, just like, you think you can just, you're pulling a gun at the mother of my child right yeah, now? Yeah, you're going to destroy my family? Is that what you're going to take from me? And she's looking at like, dude, what the fuck? Like, look at what's happening right now. <laughs> so she shoots Luda. He shoots her. Granny being super badass shoots him while dying. Kaz, are you making the face right now? We, I am. <laughs> we get a like, cool slow motion shot of like... <laughs> Tucker, I know it's a podcast, but you got to put this clip in, the video of it. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, we get a good slow motion shot of this fucking old lady just like bleeding, making like a fucking face like she's like ready, like, like she's ready to fire a gun. And she's like slow motion action, like moving to the side and shooting back at criminal man. And it's just a funny ass shot that is just like, wait, this is an action movie with granny as the hero. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really kind of stuck on what you said a second ago. So I'm like, how is Tucker gonna put like a video inside of an audio file for people to see? Anyway, he'll work his magic. I believe in Tucker. <laughs> Only if we can splice in you making the exact same face as the granny. I'm making the face. Right now. I so knew it. like, it's so fucking funny. Uh, I love how you went silent. I definitely can see you making. I want faces like this motherfucker. I want like a contextless gif of just that old lady doing that action shot. Not not her being shot or her showing who she's shooting. I just want that one shot of a like, fucking <laughs> granny going nuts. So yeah, we have this intense scene of like violence begets violence. This moment where like a man is holding what he sees as his last chance at redemption with like failing to accept that like he's lost it all now in this moment like his wife is no longer his wife anymore and we the the blanket isn't moving and like it's it's a hard scene and then we've got grandma norma who like was already there as like a really nice character who like went to the they came from the church she was picking people up trying to save as many people as she could and again only did what she did because she was trying to save andre and then that look of betrayal as like he gets sh- as he shoots her and it's really sad and like James Gunn is or not uh, Zack Snyder's really bringing his all in this sequence like trying to get all the shots right even the action granny shot and that's when James Gunn kind of throws at you like hey so what if the z- the baby was like a zombie too and they had to like shoot the baby yeah. we get a great scene where they open the blanket and baby zombie just like uh, reaches his arms and goes. <laughs> we just go to a different shot of like other characters as you hear a gunshot in the distance like yeesh <laughs> I was like what the fuck was this scene let me ask you this do you think that scene was necessary absolutely 100% you're saying that because of the granny aren't you yes I respect that I would see it no other way sir. <laughs> so I'm gonna say like this movie 
does things pretty well when it comes to this kind of like apocalyptic event. This sequence, like when you really break it down, like even though that like ending was maybe pushing it a little far in the edgy department, uh, like something like this could potentially happen in like with emotional like situations and like where they at in their in their life, especially with what was going on with Andre. But like this this movie really tackles moments like that pretty well because like when you meet Kenneth the the cop. His whole story is that he wants to make it to the safe haven that the army set up because his brother's there. And so when the truck arrives with Norma and her crew after they are able to save them, uh, Steve tells him just like, oh, we just came from there. Everyone's already dead. And he's just like, I have to go check for myself. And Michael's just like, you'll never make it on your own. And in that one moment, so quickly, this character's like potential arc is just stripped from the board because... It's an apocalyptic event. Like the fact that you thought you had that much time to try to solve this or make it there. No, my guy, like we're moving too quickly for that. And that was our only attempt at trying to give a character depth. And that's it. And the only yeah, attempt. Then he, <laughs> then he got his ass kicked at chess by Andy. Cause Andy's just a pro at everything. Steve sucks, but like in a fun way, he's a real uh, shit character. <laughs> nah, Steve just sucks, he's- dude. <laughs> He's so snippy and bitchy with people, but it's kind of it's it's low key entertaining, man. <laughs> Steve is he's that a, character that he's would, such a bastard and easy to love and hate. Oh, love easy to love to hate. Steve is that character that when he hangs out with the boys, he likes to be in a circle and talk about his quote unquote conquests. Um, so no, I don't really like Steve. <laughs> he's the character that always has to have like the last line and always has something bitchy to say. Either has to like, he's, make. No, I'm saying he's such a piece of shit that like it's just it's it does it so well. I'm gonna say like the actor does it so well is what I'm trying to get at. I don't actually like Steve. And then he just you know? dips after Monica is so brutally killed, and poor Glenn dies in the car crash after killing young Monica. He's just gonna abandon them, taking his yacht that he paid for to the islands. Wow, he didn't get very far. No, moment, like he like a like a fucking dummy. He gets out, blood starts dripping onto him, and he's like standing there forever, going, "What the fuck is that?" Looks up, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Steve's a zombie. Steve's a zombie, and he and he uh, had a we had a callback earlier in the movie where he says, "If I ever become one of those, oh, because they're callously like killing all these zombies," and you know, uh, uh, nurse lady is like, you know, kind of a bit thrown back by the the cruelty of it and he's like hey if i ever become one of those things you shoot me all right shoot me right in the fucking head and it was a long time coming we all wanted it she got to shoot him in the face oh yeah even when it was just like someone take him down just like don't worry i've got this dun 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 dun. boom steve's dead (laughs) yeah good i mean i guess because they wanted to get like a good close-up and he was like a major character whose death we were waiting for yeah Uh, he's got good zombie makeup on that close-up yeah the uh color grading once again is weird because he's like very blue everything in the scene is blue then like during this escape Um, sequence like i really liked how the ending of the movie kind of pushed itself further with like the amount of people sacrificed just to make it to the boat because like they had a like let's see how many people were in the car by the time this happened there was four on one bus and four in the other and like fully cut in half by the end of it because by the time they get to the boat yeah some of them more literally (laughs) 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 we have uh, Monica and Glenn dead in the bus crash. Steve gets turned into a zombie and gets shot in the head by Anna. And then it's turned out that Michael gets bit trying to, you know, help them out and everything. 
and stays behind and kills himself as they sail away towards the islands in uh, Lake Michigan. And like it, it really had a great kind of cinematic effect. Actually, like it, I was kind of hooked for the whole end of the film. Oh, because like it's hard to stick a landing in a oh, film like this, and, you know. And, so like CJ explodes. CJ had a great you... moment. Steve died in a way that we were all just like, yes. We watched yeah. a batshit insane situation happen where it's just like, if this is how I die, wow, that's a story, you know. That's a story. A story you won't be telling, but someone will. And well, actually, no one will, because no one makes it at the end. And then, yeah, beautiful sailing away to the sunset and unknown horizons of safety as we escape the zombies, because they possibly can't be on Lake Michigan, in the islands of Lake Michigan. Yeah, no one goes there. Surely there's no people. And no one else had this idea. Surely. A spoiler alert. <laughs> so... We we get we get a found footage shot as they find Steve's camera and there's some titty for our, I guess the people who were waiting for it this whole time. Uh. Mhm. Steve's on a boat with some titty. Yeah, yeah, well, no, then it turns out Terry know. found the tapes and started recording and you know, they were all excited and then they were running Wait, out who's of Terry? water. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah, no, there's a there's a character named Terry, and he's in love with Nicole. Oh, right, the other security guard boy. <laughs> yeah, other security guard boy. Yeah, he even fucking lived for some reason. Uh, you know, they're running out of food and water. They're angry. They're short-tempered. They find they're running out boat. of fuel. They find a little little dinghy, a little boat. Little boat. Uh, it's got a head in an ice chest. It goes, rawr, rawr, and they're like, oh, my God, shoot it. Which, uh, kind of a waste of a bullet. Could have just thrown it in the water. Um, or just close the lid. <laughs> or throw it in the water and see if you make zombie fish. I mean, at this uh, point, the world's fucked anyway. Why don't we do stuff for science? Uh, <laughs> and then they make it to the island with total safety and nothing bad happens. Yeah! Yay! We get little zon- we get little zombos peeking out from the leaves as they're there, and they start charging them on the dock. But they're out of gas, so it's not like they can go anywhere else. Cause apparently, Steve doesn't gas his fucking boat. Uh, and no, yeah. but you know, it's it's assumed they die. Cause where else are they gonna go? What are they gonna do? It's a lot of zombies. You know, I, I, but yeah, but you know. James Gunn explained in detail uh, during a press tour for Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed that I think in the end, Dawn of the Dead is about redemption because it's about a bunch of people who have lived certain lives who have maybe not been the best people and suddenly they have everything that they've used to define themselves. Their careers, their churches, their jobs, their families are stripped away. They're gone. They start at nothing and they have to become who they really are in the face of all that. And some of the people are redeemed and end up becoming good people. And some of them are not redeemed and they end up, you know, not redeemed. And that's what kind of drove me throughout the story. Was it, it was a story about redemption. I also think that there's a lot about how people survive and what people turn to in the face of such tragedy the tragedy in this case being flesh-eating zombies and really it's a group coming together to work as a community who couldn't other who wouldn't otherwise work together so there is that foundation of love the basic message within even dawn of the dead that was a big word salad of absolute nothing (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. There's themes uh, and <laughs> people are good except when they're bad. And <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was a guy who was not prepared for that question. He was like, I'm here to talk about a different movie. But yeah, let me talk about Dawn of the Dead. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, we also had funny little references. I'm sure there's way more references, but uh, the only ones that I caught was there's a preacher man at the beginning talking. He does the line that's from the first movie that when hell is full, the dead will uh, walk the earth. And I think that preacher is uh, the main character from the original Dawn of the Dead. Um. So that's cool. Cool. We also have like Don Mancini playing like a cool guy, like sheriff or cop on the news, and he's talking about, yeah, we just took care of him. You know, you burn them, burn the bodies. That's what we should do. Yeah, we we got this place all cleared out, all nice, whatever. And you even get like CJ watching on the news, going like, that guy's a badass, what a <laughs> fucking badass. I mean, yeah, Don Don Mancini does seem like a cool guy, but yeah, that guy, yeah, he worked on like this. He did a lot of special effects for movies. Um, Back back then, especially, uh, and yeah, he did the the special effects for the original. So that's cool. He's also the guy from da, from Dustal Dawn who has the dick gun. <laughs> so, oh my god! Just throwing that Dude, in there. When are we watching from Dustal Dawn? <laughs> for the dick I gun. Mean, that's for uh, when we do uh, best weapons in film. Because that movie's got a lot. Mm. They got dick gun, uh, holy water condom balloons. Um, uh, the jet, the steak hammer. Well, that and he, yeah, I think also he has like the shotgun that he like cocks with like the fucking wooden stick to make a cross. Oh my god, that's right. Uh, oh, this but yeah, great. and then I'm not sure if it was a reference, but for a spot for a second when they were running away after the bus crash and shit. Uh oh no, I think it was when they were uh, trying to get. Uh, uh, to uh, to Andy in the gun store. Mm-hmm. Um, after things went awry, with, with oh, which we which we didn't even bring up uh, the dumb shit move that what's her face made, dumb teen girl. Um, but like, yeah, at one point there's a shot where I'm pretty sure I think the zombie was supposed to look like Bub the zombie, which is a specific look to a zombie that which was I'm in going the to third look that movie. Up real quick, is a th- in the third movie. There's a zombie that's been called Bub the zombie. And he gets referenced in all kinds of other zombie things. Like, he's in The Walking Dead. Or, you know, the look of the zombie. Oh, okay. If you look up Bubs the Zombie, I think you get a video game. But uh, I think his name is Bub. He's a zombie who is domesticated by Dr. Logan. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. He's he's the main he's like one of the main characters in the third movie and it's actually pretty good but like yeah his look gets used on all the time in zombie shit um so yeah I think that was it in that in that part so yeah those are the references I caught I'm sure there's yeah, I, way more like there's a moment in the film where like it's like yeah. a cut sequence like it's no it's not a it's it's a montage of like the month passing in the mall and like there's like this like uh Broadway showtimey version of Down with the Sickness being sung. At the same time, and it's pretty great. Yes. You know, like, get it's down with the sickness. You know, you're just like, all right, that's pretty cool, whatever. Get, <laughs> get up, come on, get down with the sickness. I, though, I want to say, it really shows how, like, you know, everyone's really becoming friends, and then we've got Andy. So can I get a cut of that sequence where we replace the down with the sickness to just Randy Newman singing You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story? <laughs> Everyone just coming together. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, you know, Andy. Wa- we <laughs> we got Andy on the whiteboard. We've got Anna and Michael's romance growing. Terry and Nicole like coming together and being friends and something more. 
Steve fucking Monica. Like, you've got a friend in me, everybody. <laughs> well, she certainly did. So, <laughs> uh, Cass? Oh, no, I need to talk about this dumb, this dumb girl and the dumb thing she did that's dumb. <laughs> that's what I was about to bring up. Okay. Because, um, well, I just want to say before we do... Um, would you have done this to your good boy? Would you have thought of this plan with your good boy? I would not have liked it, but the uh, evidence seemed to imply that she would have been fine. So I would have been like, okay, I guess. Valid. All right. Explain. <laughs> granted, granted, my good, good girl was not well-trained. She would not have come <laughs> running. She was scared of everything, so she would have just shit herself and just stayed there and do nothing. Um, That's a smart dog. But, um... They show they showed that the zombies don't seem to care about dogs, which is funny because I think in the original script James Gunn or someone has gone on saying like, yeah, they were originally gonna have like the whole movie have like a dog versus zombie dog fight. It was gonna be fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, so that's funny. Uh, but yeah, they don't seem to notice even notice dogs. So like yeah, they just like strap a sandwich to the chips, lower lower him down, and then like yeah, Andy calls him like whistles, and then like yeah, uh, Chips goes over there, he lets him in, all that shit, and that's where you know the zombies break in and kill him, all that stuff. Anyways, so Chips gets locked in there with the uh, recently bit Andy, and this l- sends this girl. This girl has such a conniption about this shit that while they're not looking, suddenly she's just down there in a fucking. She stole the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a fucking truck, driving through a bunch of zombies, crashes into the or yeah, crashes into the fucking like shop a little bit, and then she like goes and crawls in after him just so she can go get chips. She was like, "Oh, they have to save my dog." I'm like, really? And so we have this whole fucking plot where everyone has to risk their goddamn lives to go save her. Well, remember, like she lost her mom, then her dad got turned and then he got killed like he's still the absolute dummy move and chips was gonna be fine zombie andy would not have attacked and chips had a sandwich (laughs) that's right chips had a sandwich it was a strap to him so i don't think he could have gotten it but still he's like that little dog in the arctic that has like the whiskey barrel yeah (laughs) (laughs) you get your chips and sandwich (laughs) oh that's right? cute. Cute, isn't it? That's pretty fucking adorable. <laughs> That's what I'm going to name my next set of animals. Chips and Sandwich. Chips and Sandwich. Best <laughs> friends for life. Oh, man. I think I found my next D&D characters. All right. <laughs> okay, so we've gotten over characters. James Gunn talking about the movie. Steve's a dick. CJ is a redeemable hero. Michael is milk toast. Actually, I found it really funny that like the actor that plays Michael and Ty Burrell, who plays Steve, they actually auditioned on the same day for each other's roles. But like, I guess the producer looked at Michael and was just like, no, you're too generic. You're going to be the nice guy. I looked at Ty Burrell. I was like, no, you're a fucking asshole. This is what I see for you. Like, going in, trying to play the nice guy, and just being told, like, I think you'll play a better douchebag. I heard that, too, and honestly, just knowing him mostly as the modern family man, which, exactly. I, don't even watch, which I don't even watch, I'm like, man, this guy should play more villains. I know. I like, love- in Modern Family, in the clips I see, like, I've never seen the show, but I'm just like, he seems like a really genuine, like, nice guy, like, makes pro- makes mistakes, but, like, just tried his best, and then over yeah. here, he's just like... <sighs> no, I want to see more of a villain arc from this guy. He's, he does great. <laughs> 
uh, the return of Modern Family, where it turns out his character is completely broken up his family and become a supervillain. Damn. So, Kaz? Uh, eh? Did you like it? Um. Eh, yeah, so even as a kid, I didn't say sorta. It's alright. It's something to watch. <laughs> I'm gonna say even as a kid, I'm I was absolute that bitch because I grew up on like all the George Romero like zombie movies as a kid, or at least the main three. Um, and even as a kid, when I saw this when it first came out, I still like the original better more than the remake. Uh, and then watching, uh, and when I watched this one as a kid, I was I thought like, okay, well, I mean, you're still like fucked up and gritty and action packed and all that stuff. And maybe it's just that I've seen so many more zombie things from you know between now and then. Then I'm like, wow, this really actually doesn't have as much of an impact as I remember it. It's not as crunchy uh, as I remember it being. I mean, it's okay, but like, yeah, the characters are flat. Um, it's a lot of waiting around in the mall, which comes with the, uh, you know, co- you know, comes comes with the premise, I guess. Um, and yeah, I just don't care for much for as much for fast zombies as I do for slow zombies. Slow zombies are very tragic to die to. <laughs> Um, okay, I can get that. I can vibe behind that. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it's all right. It's it's. Uh, I don't. I won't exactly go out of my way to watch this one. But if someone's like, "Oh yeah, I never checked that one," I was like, "Yeah, sure, we could watch it." <laughs> that, that's about it. Uh, zombie square. So did you like? <laughs> I. I don't know, really, to be honest. Like, I had great moments watching it with you and, like, talking with you during the film and, like, we were having fun and, like, cracking jokes. And I've actually had a lot of fun with this conversation about the movie itself. But it's... I'm going to have to say on the, it's kind of on the same degree. Like, I don't see my... I don't see myself watching this movie again. Like, I'll watch this movie again if I ever feel like not playing Left 4 Dead and just watching Left 4 Dead, you know? <laughs> like, that's what this movie kind of felt like. And it was cool, and it was great, and, like, you know, Action Grandma was pretty great for 30 seconds, but overall, I feel like even though I haven't seen a lot of zombie movies, like, I don't have a huge repertoire into, like, the classic monster films like these, uh, I can already probably have, like, a pretty solid guess that there are better zombie movies out than this one. That this movie is fun, and you'll have fun watching it, but I don't see myself really watching it ever again. Like, I rented this movie. I didn't buy this movie. Hmm. Is this Zack Snyder's directorial debut? Ooh, let's look that up. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, you can see traces of what his direction would become. Yeah. Which is very flashy. Right after this, he went into 300. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then he did Watchmen. Oh, okay. Huh. Uh... Yeah, I got some things I could say about this other movies, but this isn't the podcast for those. Exactly. <laughs> I like looking at all the movies that he's done, and I'm just like, huh. I gotta say, for a directorial debut, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, I, I could definitely say I wouldn't make a better movie than this. I could. Oh, damn. <laughs> I know zombies, man. No, I don't know. All right. It's good. All it's right. All right. <laughs> so what do you got going on in your life? Ah, shit. I don't have my cheat sheet in front of me. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, you watch this uh, live. We'll talk about these live on Fridays, probably when uh, in the new year. I don't know. I'll we'll figure uh, it out. At twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's the number two. And D in the word respawn. Oh, squished together like they're friends. 
Uh, normally we were, we were variety streamers. Nen did a little bit of model building. I think he's going back into Dragon Quest. I, me and Bubs are going to start on Outbreak Case File 2. If you like more zombie shit, wink. We got some other shit. But, you know, hey, check us out. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just check us out. Okay? And I am joined by the uh, recently un- re-reanimated Sir Squarin. Wait, un-re-re-reanimated? I was trying to think if I wanted to go with undead, and I stutter a lot, so I went. I feel like you just put times. me in a half-conscious state of alive and dead, in which I am Aren't both we all? Schrodinger and not Schrodinger. Aren't we all right now? Fuck. Anyway, yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin, S-I-R-S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. Uh, I've recently kind of just changed to doing, uh, I, I do some Gundam models, I do some other models, like I found some like anime models that are pretty fun to do, and uh, I do a lot of D&D on my channel as well. I have Dungeon Daydreams running right now, which is the show I do with Kaz and a few other streamers, and um, I do one-shots with a Discord group uh, I'm a part of with a bunch of other streamers called Flight Team D&D, so if you want to just come see some storytelling and chill out to a cozy vibe you can find me there um this podcast comes out edited every week because of our good friend uh at tucker wins on twitter and uh twitch.tv forward slash tucker underscore wins tucker puts in a lot of work for us and like edits it does puts up with our zany requests which by the way zany request right now i don't know what you're gonna do but do something here What's he doing? Just like bass. Or freeze. What a tip. He's a good guy like that. <laughs> He's a good guy, and, and uh, you can find him on his channel. He's been doing a, uh, more streaming recently. He'll just chat, he'll play some Fortnite, do some chess, you know, it's all fun and games. Um, and you can find us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere you can find podcasts. And if you like what you hear, uh, please share with anybody, you know, word of mouth. That really helps push podcast forward and we would super appreciate that all right my closing thoughts okay when does undead life begin our baby zombie does no, he consider no, a zombie no, before no, he comes no, out of the womb or only after it, By the way, happy holidays, Mr. Gunn. Happy holidays to James Gunn. Merry Christmas, James Gunn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god.